Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm happy to get my two starting points. Hello everybody, welcome to Planet Sky FF, the world where everything revolves around £50,000. My name's Such. And my name is James, and it's this is the second time we've tried uh, yeah. this today. We had to re-record, but we can do that. Tell, ev- tell everyone why you, we re-recorded. Uh, something happened that blew the fuse that meant the... Uh, we tried to plug a heater in to keep warm because the studio is so cold. What do you cold. mean we? Well, look, were you not cold? Yeah. You got more, you got more padding than me. <laughs> Thanks, boss. Oh, mate. Uh, the the wor- your world revolves around fifty thousand. Mine doesn't. I'm just going to sink into my chair so no I, one can see me. I can't um, remember my rank last week, but I'm at seven thousand nine hundred now. I feel like it was around the same, give or take, somewhere between five and ten k. Um, I missed Saturday moving the armband from Holland to Alvarez, which is a disappointment. But it wasn't it wasn't a great weekend for me, mate. Only sixty eight points. Sorry, I laughed at that. But the I only first. used I laughed one, at that the first time. I can't laugh at it again. I only used one fake. transfer. So I suppose that's one saving grace um, in that I moved Holland on for Ollie Watkins because uh, I wanted him for captaincy for uh, Friday. Yeah, perfectly reasonable. Can't really argue that one. Who was your heroes and villains from the week then? Well, uh, Friday, I captained Sonny, but I owned Romero. So obviously captained the wrong person there. Uh, Saturday, I still had the armband on Holland. I realised too late that I couldn't move it on. I would have only moved it to Alvarez, so it wasn't particularly like um, I'd moved it on to someone that hauled, let's say, uh, maybe uh, Palmer or something like that. Um, and then on the Sunday was Salah. I had Saliba, who outscored Salah. I had Shimikas, who outscored Salah. <laughs> I had Bowen. Who outscored Salah? Yeah, I've all got them I as had well. Watkins, who outscored yep, Salah, yep, yep. but I did leave the armband on Mo Salah. Was Salah actually your lowest scoring player on Sunday? Then yes, <laughs> great. I mean, to be fair, they've all returned, right? So. Yes, yeah. So sixty-eight with one transfer, which was Holland to, uh, to to Watkins. You have a goalkeeper problem, Sanchez. I, di- I didn't even twig that he was still he was my keeper sitting there. So that's why I didn't pick up any points because obviously I, I would have bought uh, Petrovic, wouldn't I? No, <laughs> I mean that. Would, that's I, I might have, but no, I don't think I would have. What are you going to do? We've already spoken about this once. So yeah, what's your plan? I mean, look, my my issue in upcoming weeks is I've got nobody for Thursday night, and I'd quite like to skip that. If I'm honest with you, that's the Brighton Crystal Palace game. But before we get into that, what what happened to your game week? Then we can talk about upcoming plans, captaincy well, coverage. I went to Petrovic. Um, as discussed with Ian, I thought that was the plan. He obviously came in at 6.3, although the value was irrelevant from that perspective for me. It, didn't, it wasn't dependent on a value. It was just a, a call on Sanchez. And once the word had come out that Sanchez and Cucurella were going to have appointments with specialists, 
that was enough for me to think, yeah, I'm probably all right for three, three weeks here. And to be honest, it was only really about giving me a secondary cover for the Wolves game next Sunday. And yep. with Sheffield United at home, it's like, right, immediate impact, high probability of a clean sheet. So I went Petrovic. Um, I also, um, I'd say regret, I, we don't know yet, but I sold Alvarez for gross on Sunday. So don't regret buying gross, by the way. That was completely the right move for me to take. But it was a choice in terms of selling Alvarez or Haaland. My take was as someone who's used more transfers than the majority of the engaged players. I knew if I sold him, there was every chance I was going to want to buy him back. Whereas Alvarez, I was going to say, right, do you know what? You're gone and, and you're gone. So I was of the opinion, personally, um, we kind of knew that he wasn't obviously going to play on or he hadn't played on Saturday. Yeah. I was of the opinion at the time of sale that I thought, I bet he would be doing everything in his power to try and get ready for Friday and the Club World Cup final. Now, it appears he's definitely not going to be available for that, and therefore he's going to be a major doubt for anything next week as well, as it stands. Um, Listen, if I knew now that Haaland was going to play against Sheffield United, then I still would have made the same decision, personally. Um, because I wouldn't go back and buy for just the one game in any case. I could see myself and my thinking was, I'm going to sell him and I'm going to I'm gonna have to buy him back. And I also would have had the awkwardness, of, I think, of also not knowing who I'd want to sell. Um, it's a similar problem that, that, from, that, that I'm going to be in to get a haul back. From the perspective that I'd been in the 3-5-2 and going, can't sell Salah, captaincy against Newcastle. Can't sell Bowen, captaincy against Brighton. Could sell Sun, but want to captain him against probably Brighton and Bournemouth in Tottenham's last two. Palmer wouldn't have enough money in the bank. Yeah. Gross, I would still rather keep for a secondary for the West Ham and Brighton game. Watkins, you could say expendable, but the one game I'd be losing him for is Burnley at home. And he's probably next best captaincy after Haaland for me on Saturday the 30th. And I wouldn't be able to move a defensive player because of, because of the system. So I'm looking at it and going, I don't even know how I'm getting back. It probably would have been, I'd go, right, sod it. I'm going Alvarez to Haaland. And I'd hate, sure. that, I'd hate that sort of move. I, I understand because I may, I may end up, other than if Alvarez is uh, benched, I'd hate to do that as a sideways move. Yeah. So I took the decision to keep Haulam. I think it was the right choice. Well, to be honest, we won't know till after once we hit the overhaul. We'll know for for definitive. At the moment, it probably feels like it's the wrong choice because it's beginning to look like there's every chance he may not be back next week. Um, like you, so just got eighty three this week. That's the bit that's not like you. But like you, captaincy's the same. Familiar story. Uh, so Captain Sun got Porro, similar to your Romero. Um, captained Alvarez for nothing but at least I captained him captained Salah when all my other players on Sunday returned better bar the one player I bought which was Pascal Gross so returns for Shimikas, Saliba Bowen Watkins also had Cole Palmer's 13 on That's Saturday big difference is uh, Palmer really you're for not, us you're not got and your goalkeeper no I don't so know so it's the Palmer. 22 points in the, che- the two Chelsea yeah, players so have you got no have you got no Chelsea Levi Colwell Okay. Mm. You should be all right with him for minutes, I think. Yeah, that's it. So if we talk about kind of upcoming captaincy coverage for me, I've I my days of concern are obviously the Chelsea Wolves game. I only have one 
player in Levi yeah. Colwell. Um, and also the West Ham-Brighton game at the end of the uh, period before overhaul, I only have Jared Bowen at the moment. Yeah. Um, now, But he plays barring Both injury, will play barring injury. Yeah. So I'm, I'm not rushed to minded to, to force a transfer to give myself cover. But yeah, Cole will... He's not a certainty. He came off at no, half-time... No, but look, we'll know whether he's going to be in that team or not. True. He came off at half-time last night. Pochettino said after the game that it'll be fine. Yeah, so uh, let, let's see what happens. It doesn't um, mean it doesn't mean he'll be selected. I yeah. mean, they, they, they played Gusto at left-back for the majority of the second half. At the moment, I've only got two transfers uh, potentially on the cards. One would be Sanchez to Dean Henderson to give me a captaincy coverage for Thursday and then the two additional fixtures, one of them being at home against Brentford. That's fine. I, it doesn't fill me with that much joy and I actually think there will be goalkeepers I, I, with... I think that's the three, right solution. Though. I think there'll be goalkeepers with three fixtures who will outscore Dean Henderson with four. But it's the possibility of what it could be because it's four. Yeah. If you if, think of it this way, if he did keep a clean sheet against Brighton, the chances it's are justified the transfer. The chances basically. are there'll be saves in there as well. Yeah. You could be looking at a 22, 24 straight off the bat. And there's every chance to say the majority of other goalkeepers won't get that across three other games. Yeah, potentially. Uh, the only other transfer I've got earmarks, James, is uh, getting Holland back because I think I've got decent enough coverage and captaincy coverage for all the rest. Uh, so, yeah, should I get Dean Henderson? That'll be who our captain on um, Thursday. What about you? Uh, for Thursday, I, just to add on, because we haven't really covered it in much detail, but me and Sudge already did on the failed recording, I do think Henderson's the right solution for you. You can't go steal with a Bruggen. Yeah, yeah, no, You've no, got no, a goalkeeper no problem right in front of you yeah. that by picking a player from that game is going to give you the extra game. Now, Sam Johnston obviously could come straight back in, but I, I don't foresee that. I, I foresee Henderson staying in the team at the moment. And Johnson might not be fit in any case. For me, captaincy tomorrow night is gross. Um, and I think that's probably the, the best solution across the two teams um, in any case because he has such variety in terms of his ability on how he can pick up points, be it tackles, passing, even shots, attacking returns. He's capable of the everything. Uh, I was listening to the three for one on the way in and, and Luke Williams, who guested, was absolutely right in terms of saying a lot of people, including myself, have been kind of slow to get on the idea of Pascal Gross because I think we've just been blinded for so long. Lewis Dunk, Lewis Dunk, Lewis Dunk. Yeah, um, Mitoma maybe with the explosiveness. When Gross has so many routes routes to points. Yeah, but Mm. Mitoma, you are relying purely on the attacking stuff. But for a period, I know not recently, he was providing the attacking stuff. So it kind of didn't didn't uh, become a problem. I I very nearly, you might remember a a number of weeks ago when Brighton played Sheffield United, uh, when Dunk was out, I had concluded I was going to buy Mitoma rather than gross, even at that point. And Mitoma wasn't in the team and they decided to do something else. We should bought gross then. Yeah, no doubt. Hindsight. Cool. Uh, so yeah, captaincy, James will cover off. Uh, I'm going to be... Henderson, then you're talking about Watkins is the clear and obvious choice for Friday. Yeah. Um, I'm so, so happy looking at Watkins in my team instead of Diaby anymore. He's in... So happy. 92.5% of the top 1,000 teams. There's a few that I think would be chaining a Brighton player into him on Friday night. Um, particularly if, say, someone sat with four at the back and Dunk got his fifth yellow card on Thursday and you didn't have him, that's where you're going. as almost a certainty. Um, and I think the others that don't own him, frankly, are dead. As in, like, they're, they're dead basically teams. dead teams. Is it average five transfers left in the top ten? Is that right? Someone's probably in there with none, aren't they? So... 
Saturday, I'm going to be going with Son at home to Everton. I don't mind. If anyone needs to go with a Liverpool player at home to Arsenal, like Salah, if you've got, uh, or Saliba. It's Salah. You can catch just, him in any just, game, can't just you? Just do it. But I think most will have a Tottenham asset, and I think that Everton home game is the right choice. I don't mind a trip here against Luton away, potentially, but still, Salah at home. Uh, sorry, Sonny at home. I think that's going to be the most popular on that day. Yeah, be sunny for me almost definitely. Um, I have Porro as an alternative, Salah as an alternative. I do, I do think the Newcastle one's quite interesting. I know Kieran Trippier obviously had a difficult night last night, um, but you'll see the team and there's potential there, isn't there? Oh, no, actually, you don't see the team. It's not the early kickoff, but I think you'll play anyway. He's only played 45 last night and obviously missed last weekend from suspension. So you assume he plays both Luton and the Forest games. I imagine that it will be a solution for people who are uncomfortable. Maybe people who haven't got Sun this week might think, well, yeah, I'd rather go Trippier than a Tottenham defender this week if you don't want to go Salah. And because of Everton's run, I, I kind of agree with that, to be honest. So I think Trippier's a, an interesting one for people. But I, I personally, with the ceiling, home fixture, yeah, it's sunny for me. Chelsea, you're going to go with Cole Palmer. It's the only player you've got. Cole I'm going to go Levi. Oh, sorry. Yes, you could go with the goalkeeper. Uh, but you would go Palmer, I think, in that one. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Wolves beat Chelsea on Sunday, to be honest. Um, but I think Palmer, yes, for me, as long as he's in the team. If he's not, that was part of the deal with obviously getting Petrovic is, is the cover for this. Yeah, I've got Levi Colwell. If I don't, if he doesn't play, I'm not, I'm not forcing anything, I don't think. I just don't think it's worth it, necessarily. No, I think probably go with it. But as, uh, when we do the data, as you'll see, like, it's just the passing tiers are unlikely. Yeah, understood. Even in so even in Palace Luton, there's no certainty. But there could be, and that would be enough reason, I think, to think that's okay for you. You just want to check that you're okay for your capacity coverage of the other days, of the other teams that Chelsea are playing. So I suppose for you, Wednesday the 27th, you're what, Alvarez captain? Yes. At Everton. But what, what would happen if you got there and Colwell's not in the team and Alvarez is not in the team? Dean Henderson. Blind me, you would as well. Dean Henderson. You would as well. And I wouldn't even hate that. <laughs> I would probably obviously if Haaland's back yeah, and do it. Yeah. But if it's not, yeah, I would probably say that. If they're know, all not in the team, it's just not meant to be my year, James. <laughs> <laughs> this time next year, Rodney, yeah. Oh yeah, indeed. We should talk about it next midweek though, because uh, we are recording next week Wednesday, listeners. So make sure you're subscribed wherever you listen to the podcast or on the YouTube, give it the ding ding on the bell and all that stuff. But well, let's cover off the Tuesday, Wednesday now and even the Thursday while we're at it. Uh I will be Salah away at Burnley. Yeah, he'll be the clear most popular one. That's a five thirty kickoff. I would have a little bit of concern if Salah was to play 90 tonight against West Ham in the Cup, because you know he's going to play the majority of the game against Arsenal Saturday, so then you're looking at Sunday, Wednesday, Saturday, and let's be honest, Burnley's the sort of fixture where there could be rotation. I think the fact that they don't play again until the following Monday, so it's a six-day break, would suggest that it's probably okay, but it might be one that needs judging on Tuesday, and we go, are we sure? Yep. Now, in my case... I probably haven't got enough good alternatives to fight against it. I would probably be with no Newcastle ownership and concerns if Shimikas maybe would get the minutes. It would probably be Ollie Watkins for me at Manchester United. Now, that's not terrible, but that's not the ideal solution. So I think unless I was really confident that Salah wasn't going to start for whatever reason, then yeah, it'd be Mo for me on Tuesday. And I, I think that would be the same for the majority of people. And on the Thursday, it would be then? The Wednesday. Oh, sorry, Wednesday. 
I'm getting all these days confused. Which will be the 27th. Uh, like, we've talked about me. <laughs> it's Alvarez. Well, Holland if I buy. If not, Alvarez. If not, Levi Colwell. If not, Dean Henderson. If not, nothing. <laughs> yeah, if not, then, yeah, just, just sign. Let if if you've got nothing, if you buy Henderson, you've got nothing. Just sign out and give up, mate. Um, Holland, I hope. I suppose. <laughs> I hope he's just suddenly back in the team and everyone panics. Would you? Would you definitely buy him back? Yeah, looking at the Sheffield United at home, I think over the two, if he was back, that's a three for whatever. It's too risky. It's a potential four for one, it's isn't it? It's too enough, isn't it? too risky, not to. Yeah. So yeah, it sounds at the moment like he probably won't be. So again, it's going to be the Chelsea guys for me. So Petrovic, um, sorry, Palmer or Petrovic again would 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 be the backup if Palmer's not in the starting eleven. And to be honest, home to Palace, that wouldn't bother me so much if I got Petrovic. Almost from the three games, if you were saying Palmer wasn't to start one, and I think he probably will start all three. By the way, I think he's one of the few Chelsea outfield players. I'd have a, a, a marginal amount of confidence in that. But yeah, Palace at home, with a home fixture, be the one I'm, I'd be thinking, well, if I've got to go Petrich captaincy for that one. Yeah, that's the one. Thursday, Saliba for me. Over, I've got Son and Romero, but you're away at Brighton. Um, as much as I do think there'll be chances in your... I'm, I'm kind of torn. There'll be chances in your game, as you've, said, you've alluded to. So Sonny should be in and amongst it, but it's a home tie for Arsenal and they will definitely have a lot of the possession. So William Sleeper starts on five. The only thing is, like I back West Ham to score in any game. There's only one game we haven't this season, which was Everton. So am I going to just take the safe five of Saliba that might be a 10-pointer or back Sonny where I do need an attacking return really from him? Yeah. It's, a, it's a tight I, call. I I'm me, probably going to go Saliba. And listen, as Sajid already said, we'll record again next Wednesday and I might feel different by the time it comes yeah, around. But it. I look at these three Tottenham games and I think there's a high ceiling from now in those Everton, Brighton and Bournemouth fixtures. So my intention would be sunny next Thursday and same with the Bournemouth home game the following Sunday as well. But if he ends up sticking on the left, which I imagine he will do at the moment, if the chances stop coming for him, then that might change my opinion. But almost of all three of them games, I'd look at the Brighton one and think, well, the opportunity for him, space-wise and stuff, that's the biggest one. Arguably, he's the toughest one on paper. Is Brighton away might be the best one for him. Mm, interesting, cool. Uh, that's the captaincy covered off, James. Obviously, at the weekend we had uh, nine games to talk about and um, tiering points and things like that. Anything stand out from them that you think we should be aware of? The other thing is obviously those sneaky little yellow cards, mate. Yeah, there's the a few knocking about. Um, four card which threats looming. Christian Romero on four yellows. Um, and that um, might be it for a lot of people, like a transfer, a, a suspension or um, an injury might open up what your final move or two yeah, before overall be. is. Um, remember, it's 19th game for all teams. So for Manchester City and Brentford, that would be literally their final game before overhaul. So if someone got a fifth yellow card there, they'd miss the first game after overhaul. For anybody else, the suspension will come before overhaul, basically. Bournemouth and Luton obviously can fall into that category now as well. Um, only 75 passes for Romero against Nottingham Forest. Might be a little bit lower than what people are expecting. But there's the influence of, obviously, Basuma's red card, who is basically yep. now suspended till February. 
Ben Davis got 94 passes. Uh, Pedro Porro squeaked in 61 completed. Who knows, maybe if we'd have kept 11 on the pitch, he might have got the tier two passing himself. There were shots for Sun and Kulazewski. Hoiberg is highly likely to play the three games in the sixth role for Tottenham. Um, I would suggest in the two home games, he will probably hit Parsons here. Probably not at Brighton, though. He is capable of a tackle tier as well, but I would say that's a no-frills transfer at this stage. Look for something a little bit more imaginative at this stage. Neko Williams, because Nico, uh, the cameraman, doesn't want me to get him confused with him. Ten tackles won for Neko Williams on Friday night. Yep. You are only 15 months late, Neko. That's, ne- for, that's for those of us who owned him. In September of the uh, 22-23 season. We all started with him, didn't we? Bournemouth Luton. Um, Enabler of choice, Nico Williams. There's a few, obviously, would have gambled Solanke yep. um, at the weekend. And a few might have gone Neto as well as a goalkeeper. Still no news what will happen, solution. but likelihood so, is it will be scrapped, right? I, I would think so, yeah. That, that, it's unfortunate for those who've gone in. But I, I think, look, if the game... If the result isn't going to stand, then the points aren't going to stand. The would, would generally stand. be my take. Yeah. Um, and I know Luke, who guessed it on the three for one, said he's obviously got contacts within Sky, and he did think that was the most likely scenario of what would happen. Time is ticking, though. They need to make a decision soon. Well, Sky have said they won't make theirs until after Brighton Crystal Palace tomorrow night, because obviously the game week runs Friday to Thursday. So, yep. to be honest, it might just be that tomorrow night... Well, they've made the decision. They maybe just won't announce it. It might be that it just updates and the points are gone or the points are there. I, I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It'll be what it'll be. Um, nothing much else to note from that, that particular fixture. Number of passing tiers for Chelsea players in the Sheffield United fixture. Badia Shill, 1 2 1. Thiago Silva, 1 3 2. Wow. Axel Disasai. 250 between them. That's yeah. Plenty. Axel, that was still uh, quite significantly lower than Ruben Diaz on his own this weekend, though. Actually, no, that's not true. Um, yeah, Diaz, that, that, that would be That would be mad, wouldn't it? That's Rodri in uh, uh, the uh, World Cup level. Freak level. This is how I played right back, 76, and also tier one tackle. Conor Gallagher played a deeper role, 86 passes completed. That's Moise a lot Casado, for him as well. 97, yeah, he's played in a double pivot role. And I have read this morning as well, I don't suppose many are beyond, but he would have been popular at the start of the season. Um, Enzo Fernandez might be carrying a problem, um, something to be aware of. Cole Palmer and Nicholas Jackson in the shots here uh, and the goals. Levi Colwell, Serge. 45 passes completed only, despite playing the full game at left-back. 45. Look, it's disappointing when Disasai's got 76, isn't it? Um, Levi Colwell, for me, though, is my... I'm happy to get my two starting points. I feel like any, <laughs> anything I get from him is a Set bonus. Set bar low. Yeah, you? I kind of have recently with Levi Colwell, and he's, he's never been my biggest problem to fix. So he's always kind of stuck around. So you know what? If you said to me he's going to get uh, he's going to get um, clean sheet points but no tears, I'll take it. I'll take it. And I know it looks rubbish compared to the others. That forty five passes when you've got people in the hundred and twenties and hundred and thirties is particularly bad. But uh, yeah, because of the last kind of few months and he's been in and out of the team, seven is enough for me, mate. Okay, uh, on to Manchester City because it was a surprisingly low passing number in this game as well. As mentioned, Ruben Diaz, 174, which, no, he's not double Badia Shield and Silver, but it but is it's still pretty ridiculous. big. That's, I, I'm pretty sure that's most in a Premier League game this season, I think. Wow. 
Um, well, the only person that may have come close is Rodri. I don't think he's I don't, been. Don't think I he don't has. think he's been that big. No. Nathan Aki, 112. Carl Walker, 107. Rodri, 90. And five tackles won for Rodri as well. Eight points standard. Josko Gvardiol, 36. That's the same as uh, Levi Cole. Well, it's less, isn't it? Well, but I mean, the, the left back position being the victim of. Uh, well, no one I think, passing I think the what they've done here is Walker's played deeper and he's pushed up into sort of a left wing. Position basically, Gavardio. Yeah. That's that's your reason why. I mean, it, it almost still doesn't make sense though when you see Jack Grealish fifty seven. Right. Bernardo Silva also hit tier one sixty two and a shot tier. Rico Lewis also hit shot tier. Gavardio's lack of passing numbers probably hidden because he had three shots on target, uh, which included a one on one when he ran over the top in the first half. Your man Dean Henderson seven saves. Uh, shout out to Tyreek Mitchell completing eight passes with his 90 minutes eight. completed. Eight, yes. Um, Newcastle, Fulham, seven saves for Bernd Leno. There were tackles for Paulinho, obviously, and tossing out of Rebaio. Uh, Dubravka with a save tier, quite handy, despite the fact Fulham played the majority of the game with 10 men. Dan Byrne, goal, shot tier. I suppose he, he, he's another one like Michael Keane. It's two efforts on goal. That's probably where he's got the shot tier. Because the first effort saved. Yep. Squeaks into passing same, 64. Same attack. Jamal LaSalle, who I think probably will good, be good for this weekend. Tier 2, 87 passes completed. I would say if you're an owner of LaSalle, you probably should be all right for the weekend. After that, I think it'll be doubtful, but you'd probably just stick with it. Bruno Gimarej, 106. Miguel Almiron, 65. We wanted to be critical of Tyreek Mitchell's eight passes completed. What about Callum Wilson playing 90 minutes and only completing five? How many touches of the ball? We don't know. Uh, more than that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, five passes. Interesting, obviously, ball. Trips didn't play. I think it's fair to assume he probably would have hit tier two passing. Tino Livermento played 84 minutes, started at right back, moved to left back early on after Fabian Scher went off injured. injured yeah. 59. Emma Craft came on. After 14 minutes, played right back. He completed 59. He also won three tackles. So there could well have been a haul there for Trips had he played. Uh, Jordan Bayer, whoop, whoop, in tier two passing uh, during the defeat to Everton. So to Dara Shada in the 80s. Um, Michael Keane, two shots on target. The only tier for any Everton players. Uh, William Saliba, 64 passes completed for Arsenal against Brighton. Again, significantly more than Gabriel Magali's 42. Gabriel Jesus with a shot here. <coughs> 95 passes completed for Lewis Dunk, despite playing Arsenal away. Jan Paul Vanek. And being dominated as well. Also in 79. Billy Gilmore scraped into tier one with 60. Pascal Gross did not. Um, obviously popular this Get week, anything. including bought by myself. Yeah, but not a mile off, Serge. He had bright, probably Brighton's best effort of the game when he shot wide at the near post in the second half. Also completed 54 passes and won three tackles. So if he's close to that away to Arsenal, you know what the capability of the player Indeed. is. Yeah, I was surprised how low Arsenal's tier points were considering how dominant they were in the game. Uh, from the Brentford-Aston Villa game, which I can't remember talking about earlier, makes me think we just missed it off. Five Brentford players won tackle tiers. Uh, Godos, Norgard, Damsgaard, Visser, and Lewis Potter. Uh, also Bubakar Kamara for Aston Villa, who is suspended, obviously, now. I presume that's a three-game ban until after overhaul. Esri Concert. Would he be going away passing. as well, Bubakar Kamara? He would, wouldn't he? French. French. 
Okay, I'm so then no. Pretty sure. You got me questioning that now, but I'm pretty sure he is I French. I will check that, Jace. Pretty sure he is. Um, he is French. Yeah. Uh, Esri concert tier two passing. Played right back, but they pushed Moreno pretty high. So he was kind of playing right-sided centre-back, um, which meant Carlos was the deepest. They had enough of the ball that only he got 51. Pau Torres, 63, is a doubt for Villa's game on Friday night with Sheffield United. For West Ham, um, Kilman in tier one passing and tackles. Same two for Gomez. Couldn't you with a shot here as there was for Mohamed Kudus, who obviously scored twice. Emerson Palmieri in tackles. Finally, uh, for Manchester United, eight saves for Andre Onana, seven tackles for Anthony. Mo Salah, four shots on target, made up somewhat for the lack of an attack in return. Uh, Van Dijk, tier one shots here, and 71 passes. Van Dijk with a shot here. Well, as efforts Maybe head, head, headers, headers from corners. Headers from corners, yeah. yeah. Uh, 71 passes completed just into tier two. Trent Alexander on a 69 just outside tier two. Ibrahima Kanate comfortably the most with 94. Van Dyke's ticking along nicely now, up to yeah, 95 I think, points. Uh, to reflect back on the non-selling Haaland, I probably wouldn't have sold Haaland and Alvarez. It was never really on the table for me. Um, I guess the consideration for me would be if Haaland is definitively ruled out for the next few weeks, let's say, before the weekend, do I go and buy someone for three games with probably no captaincy? And uh, is it a Liverpool player? Do I just go, right, Van Dijk or Trent? And, and go with something like that. I can go 4-5-1. Um, I'd probably be a bit pained that if something had happened to Watkins, then I'm forced into another transfer or no forward. So uh, I I probably, Serge, in all honesty, I'm just going to leave things now, I think. Yeah, try, think. try that. And that's the uh, kind of general advice is leave I've got, things as much I've as got, possible. Other than Villa Friday night um, against Sheffield United, where Watkins is the clear standout, um, and to be honest, if he wasn't in the team, I would buy someone, by the way. Because I just think, like, even Emmy Martinez, I could buy it and it's bang 18 points, for mm. example. That wouldn't be my solution, by the way. It'd probably be a defender rather than a goalkeeper. Um, but other than that, I've got two captaincy for at least every day. So I may just be leaving it if I get a, a problem now. Right. Uh, let's get in some questions that we've had in on the internet, James. The uh, source of all knowledge and information. If you say so. Uh, I do not. Stan would like to know, though. Uh, the obvious question, I don't know if it is obvious, but how do you think Chelsea line up now that Nkunku is back? Um, I don't think it's anything to worry about pre-overhaul. It's another body that can obviously participate for Chelsea, but I think you're probably looking at sort of another 20 minutes, 30 minutes on Sunday. Maybe then try and get him 45 or a little bit more on Wednesday and then hopefully a start against Luton. I think something like that, and, and even that probably 60, 65 so I think if the question's laced from a perspective of concern for Cole Palmer, I wouldn't have it. That's not to say Palmer will definitely start the three games because the close proximity of him could just be rotation anyway. I think Nkunku will probably play on the left. Um, what they did a lot in pre-season was have Jackson drift out that side and Nkunku come in and vacate the, the space where he would end up in the number nine position. And I think that's probably the plan moving forward. But whether we'll see that in the next few weeks... Couldn't tell you. Might be one we can sit out overhaul and say, should we? But until then, I don't think it's enough of an impact on Palmer or for Unkunku to be looking at it. Palmer's price in this game is is really cheap at six point five. Well, Palmer is is the best enabler in the game. He um, is now, yeah. And 
as long as he's fit, he's going to be in the majority of teams post-overhaul, I would assume. Yeah, I think... Um, Particularly playing Fulham in what might be the first day. By the way, just on that, I, um, I was going to say I should have mentioned it earlier. On the recording that we did that no one will ever hear, because <laughs> it no longer exists, um, on the Burnley-Luton game, which is Monday the 15th, it could move to Friday the 12th. If Burnley have an FA Cup replay with Tottenham, it can be played on the Thursday. So it might stay on the Monday night anyway. Right. So if you were thinking, I want to see the teams from that one to make your final decision if you wanted one for overhaul, that might not happen. In which case, it would be Chelsea would be the first one you'd see against Fulham. Good. Understood. Uh, Right. Next question is coming in from uh, Gigi Magpie. Who do you think, James, are your top three under-the-radar picks for after overhaul? I don't uh, know if there's many uh, 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 under-the-radar. Yeah, I, I just think um, we're all going to end up with very similar yeah. teams post-overhaul just because some of the uh, more popular players are very obvious. Yeah, and, and the spread of, let's say, wanting to cover six captaincies right at the start yeah. um, leans into that It means you can't really blanket well. that much, can you? Listen, you can skip Burnley Luton, for example, but I think the other five that you won't skip. So, I use an example. So, Luke was speaking on the three for one about the idea. He didn't say he would do it, but the idea of looking at, say, like an Arsenal blanket defensively after overhaul. But when you start thinking about covering Sun yeah. while he's away and you want Tottenham coverage, you think about Porro and Romero. You start thinking about covering Salah, you start thinking about Trent and Van Dyke. Um, so it might mean that that sort of thing's difficult. If Pascal Gross was unavailable, we were all probably going Lewis Dunk against Wolves, for example. So blanket defence might be challenging. Um, although I do agree with Luke's sentiment, I think Arsenal is worth looking at from that perspective. It might be people like Richarlison, if you want to punt that and leave the money till Sonny's back, for example. Maybe someone like Diogo Jota might be back fit by that point. Um, Leon Bailey could be a rogue name to throw out there if he continues his form and, and his fitness, which most won't look at because Ollie Watkins, frankly, is, is the right coverage there, to be honest, is worth the extra. Um, maybe someone like Billy Gilmore might get more consistent minutes um, as Brighton obviously don't play in Europe till, I mean, it's probably going to be March, isn't it? I think probably mid-March um, and obviously don't have Carabao Cup ties. There's that to factor in in terms of the teams that have gone through. So, I mean, that's another headache for Chelsea in terms of the extra games. It maybe makes Newcastle a little bit more interesting, but then they come back from overhaul with Man City at home and Villa away. So, might even be the likes of to. like, yeah, you, you've got to be careful of players with AFCON and Asia as well. You can't really punt in the likes of a Kudus or something well, like the, that because the sen- they're going to be gone for a large chunk. The sensible play in most cases, going to be hold the money for Salah's son. I think there's more of a case in son to say you might want to go by that point. Well, he's back on the left now. I don't like it. Richarlison's the main forward and Porro Romero, either one or even both, gives you decent coverage where maybe you might not want to do that. With Salah, though, I think you will want to go back there. It might even be that we're sitting here and going, I'm going to go Kevin De Bruyne for a bit. Like, who knows? Maybe it'll be in Kunku. I'll go in Kunku for a bit. Um... But I don't think there'll be that many under the radar. I don't think I'm going to say anyone here that no one's going to consider or think about over this period. Um, yeah, it's it's weird. I, I've been uh, clicking on my 
uh, team while you've been mentioning some of these players, James. I'll, I'll name you 11. Neto in goal. Saliba, Van Dijk, Dunk, Romero, Salah, Bowen, Palmer, Son, Holland, Watkins. Covered off every major team. Uh, maybe bar Newcastle, got captaincy coverage and it's spread across uh, 10 teams. Uh, you think you've got captaincy coverage. We obviously haven't got the full February no, fixture No, of course, and, and that will, will potentially change. But that's all of these players are hugely affordable, which is why I think we're going to end up with some very, very similar teams. And I think uh, in answer to the question, it's going to be hard to come up with some uh, under-the-radar <laughs> picks. Uh, FPL commander Pascal Gross to come in for Bowen or Gordon or totally skip... If no Brighton players. Certainly wouldn't sell Bowen. Imagine you sell Bowen for Gross and then Bowen and then Gross gets injured before West Ham play Brighton. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would not be selling Jared Bowen. The Gordon one is difficult. Um, you don't need him for captaincy, I don't think, unless maybe sign up to Mo Salah might help you Boxing Day, for example. Um, and I guess it, it might even be ones like that where you go, if he's your only cover... For Salah, you, you might think, well, I want to keep that, for example. Um, I think you're obviously getting a gain on a gross with the extra fixture. And it might be more than that if, obviously, Gordon is out. Um, he does look like he, he, it was probably more heavy knock than serious problem last week. Um, last night, sorry. And hopefully, by the time Saturday comes around, we'll have a bit more information. Not that Eddie Howe will give it to you. It'll be, we you need to assess him. And that's not going to help you before you make the decision on Thursday either so I think if I only had one West Ham Brighton player i.e. Jared Bowen I'd be tempted to do it okay. just to give me the secondary if I was already sitting there with say even Dunk on the four yellows I, I wouldn't bother I don't think well you've answered a few questions there um, about the that, that particular fixture that people have asked whether or not it's Pounding in. Ian Parrott, a second keeper question. He says, following on from a, another keeper question from somebody else that had asked, if you are ham, hamstrung by transfer count, James, so uh, this is after overhaul, I'm assuming he means less than 25, maybe. Uh, who would you pick as a set and forget keeper? Flecken and Neto are both cheap and each would likely have an extra fixture. Um, in that 6.6 goalkeeper kind of realm, there's a few there. Ariola still sits down there. You've got Leno 6.8, Neto 6.6, Sanchez 6.6, Ariola 6.6. Uh, Henderson and Trafford, I wouldn't feel comfortable particularly going with. Sam Johnson 6.5. No, I, I, I'm, not sure, I'm not sure I love... 6.3. Well, Kaminsky might offer... Bravka 6.3. Kaminsky might offer captaincy coverage for Burnley and a Bournemouth game if it's rearranged over that period. But then they walk into Brighton, Newcastle, Manchester United, Liverpool and Villa are five of their next six after Burnley. Um, similarly, Flecken's run after their first game against Forest. He's Tottenham, Man City, Wolves away, Liverpool at home, West Ham away, Chelsea at home, Arsenal away. That's horrible. So oh, an extra fixture against Man City, really. I mean, expectations probably quite low on that. Neto's fixtures aren't great either. Liverpool, West Ham, Fulham away, Newcastle, Manchester City, a five of Bournemouth's first six after overhaul. Not great. And they're the ones, the enabling ones. I get them. They're all, they're all good suggestions, but none of them would fill you with much joy. I think if, if the question is laced for set and forget, it won't help you from captaincy. Um, particularly, but I think the one might be Emmy Martinez. Mm. 
But it's just that little bit more expensive. I get but that. It is reliable. Uh, Trackstar G wasted so many transfers on injured players this season. I think a lot of people have. Uh, he has 27 left with Fabian Cher now injured. And uh, enough to move to any other defender. Is it even worth it at this point to transfer him out for maybe Thiago Silva? Uh, we'll need to get Holland back. So I have 26 transfers, really. Yeah, possibly. Um, with Silva, I kind of always stressed that I thought he wouldn't play these Wolves, Crystal Palace, Luton games, but this was before factoring in additional injury problems that they've got and the fact that he has had a few breaks himself recently. Doesn't mean that he hasn't been playing too much recently. Um, and as I said to you earlier, Serge, like Wolves away, I imagine he plays because the, the next two are Palace and Luton. He might be able to stroll for them, basically, because they'll have so much of the ball in them. So I think if... if if shares confirmed out, probably yes. Probably yes. And it's similar for me. Like I'm saying, nah, not sure on the Holland. But if Holland is confirmed out for the three games, I need to give serious consideration to saying, right, do I want to go into like Trent or Van Dyke for these three games? Or I mean, it could be anything, right? I can't go for a midfielder, but do I go for any other forward or any other defender to consider? Yeah, I'll have to think about it. Chris Galloway, last question. James says, uh, why do I keep making goalkeeper transfers? Maybe a it's better question is, should we avoid wasting very valuable transfers on the goalkeeper position? Nah, it's like I think I know the answer, but goalkeepers can score well in this game. Exactly. You know? so, particularly when it's an easy captaincy coverage. Like the, If you don't want to waste the slot on an outfield player, yeah. it just becomes quite convenient and easy. They're great coverage for the shit single game days. You know, that's why Leno and Saar in a circumstance like Fulham Wolves are obviously going to get spoken about, for example. I think there's a few might have gone, were thinking of going Saar as their Sanchez replacement and probably were scrambling about on Sunday afternoon uh, about what they were going to do. Um, like, but Sanchez is a perfect case, right? You bought him because it was the right transfer. That's what I did. I still think it was. Um, Emphasised by the fact that I've just gone and bought his replacement, right? You can't legislate for injuries and... And stuff like that, right? It is It is what it is. And it is unusual to have so many problems with goalkeepers like we've had recently. It's very unusual. And a lot of them have been injuries. Yeah, it is one of those things. Uh, listeners, that's a wrap for this week's episode of Planet Sky FF. We'll be back recording this time next week, as long as we can get technology not to screw up. But we will be recording on the Wednesday 27th in the middle of that match week. Uh, so make sure you're subscribed wherever you're listening to the podcast and you get notified as soon as that episode goes live. Uh, if you're looking for some additional content to have in your ears over this Christmas break, you might want to sign up to Patreon, where from Basic Plus tier in December, you get access to the back uh, oh, the December back catalogue you'd get access to. Um, and you can listen to some of the additional stuff we've been doing this month. Um, yeah, go and sign up. We've got a Slack community of very engaged Sky managers. You get James's fixture planning spreadsheet, prize leagues, and a bunch of other perks and benefits as well. Patreon.com forward slash Planet FPL. Good sales pitch. Yeah, no, good, 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 good. Most importantly now, last time, if you're only a Sky player, you'll hear from us. Enjoy your Christmas break. Stay safe. Look after yourselves. Ciao for now. Yeah, very true. Uh, happy Crimbo to our Sky players. Have a good week. Cue music, please, Manchild.
Sports Social Podcast Network.